everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 245. In this episode, we talk about HubSpot form tips, NPS automation, and reducing your channels, plus much, much more. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, service, and marketing results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm feeling perked up after those Byron Bay shortbread cookies you brought along today. Yeah, they were... Excellent. They were fantastic. Speaking of Byron Bay, shout out to Adam. Adam, hello, Adam. Listening. There you go. Out of you and Louisa. Always good talking to you. Now, Craig, what's our growth thought of the week? And this is talking about elimination. Elimination, picking your channels. I was listening to Joe Polizzi's podcast. Funny, I was Inc. doing the same thing this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't he good? And uh, for listeners who haven't subscribed to his podcast, it's great. It's a little what five, five minutes, minutes every Monday. Yeah, really good. Anyway, this morning he was talking about. Just being really strategic with the channels you use and actually getting rid of stuff that you're not doing. So rather than doing being everywhere, just focus on one or two channels and build up and expand. So have that on one hand. And then last episode, remember we are talking about that quote from Greg McCann who wrote yes. Essentials or Essentialism and just this idea of just stripping back to the essentials. We had a quote last week, which was, if you don't know what the best thing you should be doing, then the thing you need to be doing is working out what the best thing to do, right? So putting those together, I was really thinking, I'm really rethinking about my personal approach and also our agency's approach. And probably as listeners and you would know, and I've been really cutting back on social. So I'm really only just on a bit of Twitter and uh, do a little bit of blogging. But from the company side, it's really, although we have channels set up to kind of claim our brand, we don't really do anything strategic except for the channels, which is one, this podcast. Yes. And two, building the email list. And we do a little bit of Twitter. And then the rest are just kind of, well, they're just noise, really. I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't follow our social accounts, <laughs> frankly, unless I wanted to know, oh, are you still around or just, you know, general tips or, you know, it's not, it's not strategic. It's just kind of curation stuff. So I've been thinking about that and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to double down on that. The only thing that we're thinking about is maybe a bit of video hmm. and building a, a YouTube channel. But again, it's going to be really strategic. Yeah. And that has only come about because of what clients have been giving in terms of feedback. They actually say the videos I do, because I normally do videos for clients. Yes. So they're not really out in public, but I do actually record quite a few videos and I send them to clients. Here's this, how to do that. Here's a bit of a strategy piece, blah, blah, blah. They really like it. So I'm actually thinking of expanding that to be a bit more public and having a channel. But that'll just be a very considered extension and so overall, I think, thanks to Joe and that quote, and just thinking about what we're doing, it's really about just getting back to the essentials, being really focused, but in particular, getting rid of stuff, like eliminating stuff. If you've exactly. been doing all of this stuff that's just noise, I'm actually thinking of pulling back on some our social channels, like just get rid of them. They're just a distraction and we really need to focus. I couldn't agree more, Craig. I think people get caught in the vortex of, we've got to be here, there and everywhere. And there's only so much of us to be here, there and everywhere. And I think you realize after we've been doing this for a while, that the wise thing is not to be everywhere at one stage, master something and move on to the next. Be really good in one place and people will value that and then you can expand. And also you build an asset. By the way, reminder, a 28-day marketing challenge, still open for registrations of interest. And thanks for those people. We had a few... People um, fill did. in the re registration forms and give us some comments. So, thank you for that. Appreciate it. And we would appreciate if you could share it with your colleagues as it will help them. 
Yeah, and I will just remind, listen, we're just after registrations of interest. We still haven't put it on the menu on the site, so just get it from the show notes. I think by next week we'll have enough feedback and we'll have updated the page and then we'll, we'll make it part of the main site. But, yeah, for now, go to the show notes and you'll be able to find the link. All right, listeners, on to some quick shots of the week. And the first one is HubSpot has updated the landing page editor to add smart content functionality to all the modules. This is so good. I'm so looking forward to this. And we're going to chat about this in future episodes. This is Correct. We'll probably devote a whole episode to the whole smart content functionality in HubSpot because now it's no longer just our rich text or some forms. It's all the modules. I'm so looking forward to that. And the next one is your ability to track replies on marketing emails in HubSpot. And then this is big because we often send marketing emails from the contact owner and being able to track the replies is phenomenal. Yeah. Another one that we're going to talk about in a future episode. I think this is really cool. All right. Onto our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. HubSpot form tips for selection lists. Now, you reminded me of this on a show a couple of episodes ago when you say, oh, and you, you mentioned it just offhand. You said, Correct. oh, yeah, and by the way, you can, you can actually edit the fields in a form. I was like, oh, that's actually a tip of the week right there. And so now we're mentioning it today. And listeners, this is if you're using contact property, say it is a property where you have, it's in a drop-down list, so you have multiple options. And you think on this particular form that you've created, you want to use it, but when you come to adding it, you go, oh, I don't think one or two of that is related to this form. You can actually take that out when creating the form. You can remove those options so they don't appear. So the value of this is people sometimes think, oh, when I'm setting out the custom property, if it's going to be used in a form, oh, I better keep it, edit it down there. Oh, I'll create another custom property for on use on another form. And your point, Ian, was just like, no, you only need the one property. Just edit it down on the form. And this is the other thing. When you're on the form and you say remove a few entries, it's just for the form. It doesn't suddenly oh, go back and edit the custom property for you. Whoever thought of this, I take my hats off to them. So, yeah, it's so flexible. This is really good. All right. On to our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. I discovered this when we were doing a training session for some of our customers who are actually at shows as people get back to work here in Australia. And they're going, they're getting prepared to go to a show and they're like, oh, can you train us on how to use the app? They spoke about the business card scanner was the first thing that came up. But the thing that I showed them was the HubSpot keyboard on your mobile device. Now, what this enables you to do is give you access to meeting links, snippets, quotes, and documents within your mobile app. Just think of your keyboard. There's a way you can select it and you, you get an option to select all of these. And I use this often, like when I see people and they go, I want to book a time. I just go, here's my meeting. Here's, I literally just go click my meeting link, send it in a text. And listeners, if you get the show notes, you'll see a link I have sent to Craig. Actually, it wasn't to book a meeting. It was to go and sign up for something, I think, the 28-day marketing challenge. And it just saves so much time. After I finished the session with the sales team, they were like, wow, this is going to change everything. Because they're on the road, they're communicating, they're going to be on the, on the booth, on the stand. And this just opens up another way to communicate with people really quickly. I think this is great. When you showed it to me, I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know how sometimes people want, oh, I wish I just had a little macro set of macros on my That's phone. Right. I'm texting someone. I wish I just had a little drop down list of macros I could choose from. I'm like, well, you know what? Just install HubSpot app to basically get the keyboard and then create a whole bunch of snippets and you can scroll through them. You can insert them that way. It's not the intended use of HubSpot, but gee, if you wanted a little macro editor, you could do it. 
Correct. And there are instructions on how to install it because you've got to go to your settings and obviously enable the keyboard and then give it access so that it can utilize it within your system. All right, onto our hotspot service feature of the week, Craig. And this is about creating tasks based on NPS server results. Now, tell me what prompted this because you had a, had a customer that basically, yeah, well, they wanted you to do stuff that you didn't need to do. Correct. The request was, how do I export this and then send it to the sales team so they can follow up people? And I said, I think I've got a better way of doing this. Let's just create a task so that the sales team immediately gets a task to follow up. So in the show notes, I've put a screenshot of how you would do it. And listeners, you need to have a service professional up to do this. But essentially, you can send an internal email. You can create a task and you can send an email to the person who responded, right? So that's now what I thought when I first saw this, I thought, oh, there's three actions available and they are the recommended actions, right? And Craig, as I spoke to you, as we went on, I discovered there was a show more and I discovered all of the other workflow actions underneath that where you can delay it until the time of day, you can delay it until a particular event happens if you're using enterprise, you've got the ability to use custom code, format data, and so much more goodness. So that was there. So that was a bit hidden. Now, for the ones that forgot, I kind of said, well, what do we do if we've forgotten to set up this workflow? What you can do is create a contact view with uh, the filters to do it because there are some fields that says the last NPS survey rating, and you can set the last NPS survey date so you know when it was. And then you can manually assign tasks. This is very tedious and laborious because it doesn't automatically recognize the contact owner. So you're going to have to sort the column by contact owner and then select it. But that's the worst case scenario. But your point is, you're setting up an MPS survey, go and create these workflows exactly. on the back of it. And it's really nice. You know, it's just kind of a workflow on a page, little workflow editor. It's quite nice. But to get back to what the problem was, your client said to you, oh, we've run this NPS survey. Can you export all the survey results out to a spreadsheet? Because then I don't know what they're going to do. Probably open the spreadsheet, probably filter by them, sort, then go, oh, these ones, I'll sign them to you. Okay, Correct. you go and look at those, Frank and, and Mary, you look at these ones. And then they get there and they go, oh, right, well, I better look up this contact in HubSpot. So check that out. Oh, now I'll call them. Oh, I better make a note. Whereas you've just said, look, none of that malarkey, just a a quick workflow and we'll just send that we'll create a task and we'll we can send a notification straight to the person and guess anyway. what you never have to do it again that's right <laughs> there's the time saver tip of the week craig all right on to our hubspot gotcha of the week craig and this is the inability to add a third ad account if you're using the starter product now we talk about all the good things like increased limits and stuff and here we have a real what do i say I'm lost for words. I know. And, and, and you're looking at me and smiling because you know I want to have a big rant about this. <laughs> I, I think this is I'm all, for, I'm all for limiting functionality to promote growth. So when they have limit the number of active lists you can have in, say, Starter, fair enough. you want to upgrade to Pro to get, you know, more thousands of lists. Okay, fair enough. Growing company. But here, when they've limited the ad accounts, you can only have two. Oh, but I want to add my third ad account. No, you've got to upgrade to pro, right? From starter yeah, to pro. Exactly. I, I, it's the wrong type of upsell funnel, really. And yeah, I, <coughs> I, I find this kind of stuff frustrating because you, you, can't, you can't actually get an experience of the whole value of it. You can only see two accounts. All oh, right, well, uh, 
And I agree because a lot of times we have customers that start off with starter. They're running paid ads across all the channels that people would Google, actually do, LinkedIn, like Google, Facebook. LinkedIn, Facebook. And then we we use this to do some basic email marketing. We connect this in and then we get stuck and they're like, oh, I'm running. Uh, where, are those, where do I see the data for those LinkedIn campaigns? Oh, sorry, we couldn't connect that account in. Well, what's the next step? You got to upgrade. Mm, I don't think so. So it creates this friction and the flywheel really slows down at this point. I think it does. A, a nice nice use of the word flywheel there. And, but yeah, it's, there's a difference between frustration upsell versus aspiration upsell. I'm all for the aspirational upsell. Oh, would you like to enable workflows? Look at all the power it'll give you. Great. Automation. Yeah, automation. Great, great upsell. Yeah, I'll go for that. But you know what I think part of the problem is for the, for the team at HubSpot? They're like, the difference between starter, they're putting so much stuff in starter. They're like, oh, how can we make it compelling for, to pro? Because the only big difference is social and workflows. And of course, their social tool is, well, it's not best of breed. It's, it's still pretty good and it's all in, in, integrated. But, you know, there's plenty of other social tools. So that's not the compelling upsell. Workflows is, I think they're putting these crippling, these cripple points in because they have to force frustration to get the up, upsell yeah. rather than the feature set. Now, part of that is, well, Strata is so good. It's getting so good that almost Pro is paling in comparison. I get that. But still, this kind of crippling, it really frustrates me. All right. On to our marketing tip of the week, Craig, landing page tips. Good thread on Twitter. And as I've said to people, I, I'm really only on Twitter these and sparingly these days, but there is great stuff on Twitter. So... You know, I could almost say to people, just go and look at who I follow and follow most of them and you'll get a high lot of value. My signal to noise ratio is pretty high. I filter out a lot of the noise and I'll get a lot of good resources, mainly around SEO and copywriting actually, but digital marketing in general, there's stuff there. I would agree with you, Craig. I have discovered so much good stuff. Yeah, it's good signal to noise ratio. And this one is a thread where a guy's just talking about landing page tips He's done audits on landing pages, and these are his tips. I think he's got about 17 of them. Could have been a blog post. We're better for a blog post. But, you know, when you're on Twitter, go and check it out. It's actually really good. And the first tip on this is the most obvious one. It says make your first heading, your heading one, your H1, count. Obviously, often neglected. And you know what's funny? I saw this on another customer site this week where that was the first thing that got picked up they had H2 headings on every page and there were no H1 headings. Oh, right. So bad for... Well, look, that's not the worst case on a landing page because you're probably not really looking for SEO benefit, but still, it should be consistent. Yeah, but his point is a lot of them, they come in on the H1 tag and it's a really boring headline. It's kind of like it comes in. It's like that's your three seconds to grab someone and it's got something really lame like download your ebook. You know, get the ebook guide. You know, it's rather than some benefit or, you know, solve the pain and here's a benefit yes. or that kind of thing. It's just really, and that often happens. I've been guilty of this. We put yes. in so much work in a landing page. It's like, oh, we just needed some content. So, you know, I came Correct. up with the lamest yes. heading possible and I didn't go back and fix it. There's, you know, that's, that's right. And you know what, Craig? All of this stuff takes effort. And some people don't realize the effort you have to go through to get things done. It just seems relatively easy because sometimes we do with ease. We know who we're targeting. We know what part of the funnel or the flywheel we're going after. We, we've got the content asset. We've got all the text to go with it. We've got all of the copy. We've got all of the standouts that we want to show. So it does become easy, but you've actually got to think about everything. And I think the better thought out, the more well thought out 
process and understanding of who you're talking to, you get a much better result. All right, what's the insight of the week, Craig? I was reading the Deloitte Media Trends 15th edition report. Who would have thought out. there were 15 editions of this? That's right. Yeah, they've been putting them out. I have from... never heard of it. Right. <laughs> There's so many reports, right? So, uh, And I read a lot of these kinds of things. I don't put many of them in the show because most of them are just filler junk, right? But some are good. I'm particularly interested in behavioral trends at the moment. Uh, on the back of COVID, of course, but generally... And I'm going to say consumer trends because everyone's a consumer. And even though we're mainly working with B2B companies, B2B companies are full of people that are consumers, right? And that you inherit these trends. So this is a full report from Deloitte, but I'm just going to pick on one. And this is the ease with which people switch subscriptions. So it's talking about video streaming, subscription, Netflix, all the different video streaming options. And how people, if they're not getting the content that they want, they flip really quickly. They just cancel. Whereas before, people used to get stuck in subscriptions and people still feel like, oh, I don't want to sign up because, you know, I forget to unsubscribe. No, no, that behavior is changing. People are very comfortable just canceling and then re-signing up later. So we've seen this. I mean, I think we chatted about this on a show ages ago with HBO. People will sign up just to watch Game of Thrones and then when that finished, they cancel. This has only increased in the last year I guess through COVID, everyone was stuck at home. They signed up for more subscription offerings and then they cancel them. Okay, that's video streaming. It's actually a behavior that's now applying to every subscription interaction in their life. And so this sense of loyalty is going. doesn't matter what you provide. People don't feel loyalty. They just feel like, oh, is it meeting my current needs? Yes, no. It's a very, it's a very binary decision. And so my point, I'm really interested in these trends. So I'm thinking, well, when you're talking about content assets and one could be your social channel, like we talked about right at the start, I'm like, people aren't going to subscribe to our LinkedIn posts because, you know, we put no effort into it. They might with our Twitter stream. But with anything you're doing, even if you think about your email newsletters, it's a free subscription, a free sign up, but people are very picky. They're unsubscribing. And so if you then reduce your quality and you're just putting out filler stuff or you're not giving it the focus that it needs you will lose those people. Before, they might have just said, oh, I'll keep that, but now they don't. So that's a behavior trend. I think it's going to impact engagement that companies are having with their audience. And then that's just the free things. Then if you're put it, pushing on the paid offerings, it's going to be even more so. So here's my point. Here's the takeaway. If people are listening to this, you've really got to put focus into this content or the engagement that you're offering out, because if you're not, then you should be very fearful that they are going to unsubscribe all right, onto our HubShot's throwback of the week, Craig. And can you believe a year ago HubShot was releasing the product in Dutch? Great localization for the win. I know. Amazing, isn't it? It's those little things. All right, now we've got a great resource of the week, Craig. Tell me more. Oh, this is so good. Everyone's got to go and do this. You can now book a goat, yes, a goat, to join your Zoom calls. So this is a farm, I think in England somewhere. Yeah, in the Cotswolds. Oh, the Cotswolds, yeah. And so they basically, they had all these goats and they're like, oh, just for a laugh. You can get a, a goat to That's join. a whole selection of goats, Craig. To join your Zoom call. I'm so going to do this. I'd love to do it with a client as well. So I've got a picture in there. That's Lola. I'm going to book Lola to join one of our Zoom so calls. listeners, who would love to have a Zoom call with Craig and myself and we'll invite the goat if you turn up, right? But we'll just do it all together. 
Uh, and maybe we can limit it to 10 people, perhaps. So, let us know if you're interested. <laughs> Please cool. reply to the email. <laughs> you know what? People will be signing up for that. Thinking, oh, well, this 28-day marketing <laughs> challenge that you're putting months of effort into preparing. <laughs> no, nah, ain't going to have any of that. Oh, <laughs> Zoom call with a goat. I'm in. <laughs> and two turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to our quote of the week, Craig, from Alvin Toffler. The illiterate of the future are not those who can't read or write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. I thought that was so apt. And what bonus links do we have, Craig? I don't often do a movie recommendation. I'm surprised. I am very surprised you're doing a movie recommendation We watched here. this film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, 2019 Mr. Rogers, film. Yes, yeah. I have seen this. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. With Tom Hanks? It is. What did you think? I loved it. This movie, wow. Do you remember the diner scene? Yes. If I say the diner scene, you know the one up. Yeah. How powerful is that? Yes. I was just like, oh my. Anyway, I don't know if it's everyone's taste, but it wasn't something I was looking forward to watching. Michelle just said, oh, do we want to watch this? It's got good reviews. I was like, oh, okay, put it on. Wow. And Fred Rogers, you know, he's who I aspire to be now. Yeah. What what a remarkable yes. man. What what a, what impact. Fantastic. Now, what have you got about Hey Guys YouTube greetings? What's YouTube, this all about? Yeah, YouTube did analysis of, I think, more than a million um, videos that had had more than, I don't know, 200,000 views, something like that. Right. And they looked at the greetings that people did on videos. You know, when people start videos, they go, oh, hey guys, hey guys, hey there, kind of thing. And number one, by far, the number one greeting was, hey guys. That's what right. people say as a greeting at the start of videos. Hey guys. Right. And then number four was, hi, guys. <laughs> and so they've got the breakdown there. Yeah, What's this is up? fascinating, actually. What's up? Good morning. It, it changes based on, on the category. category, right? In tech, people say ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Possibly because they're a bit more proper proper or, you know, aware. But yeah. Interesting. You know what I enough, thought about sports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going? What's that? Ah, oh, that might be what's going on or something. Yeah. yeah. But in beauty, that by far, by far, it's hey guys. And they're, they're mainly women doing those videos. So Which they, is really interesting, isn't it? A lot of women it? say hey guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm never sure whether to use the word guys because I know some people are sensitive to it and then others are like, oh, no, it's fine. And I guess I guess I don't really mind either way, but I've got a habit of saying guys. Yes. I, don't, I think that's probably, yeah, I need to lose that. But it's interesting that videos, yeah, that, that's by far the number number one greeting. Now, Craig, we've got some big shots of the week. It's the ARC Invest Big Ideas 2021. Yeah, so just some, this is back in January they released this. I'm always interested in big ideas, again, around themes and behavior themes. So in particular in this one, they, they do talk about deep learning. So whenever that's mentioned, I'm always interested in trends around deep learning because that affects so many facets of marketing, right? They've got others, and of course, they talk about Bitcoin and crypto and stuff like that. And if you're into that, great, that's good. But yeah, always worth being aware of what's happening out there, people analyzing what's going on in the world. And then you can often take parts of that and use it as your own marketing strategy. Now, Craig, you did mention there's a special bonus where the report says copyright 2021 to 2025. I know. I was like, bonus, just the last slide. What are they doing? I don't know. I think someone's someone's done a, a formula to, to yeah. do the copyright at the end. Fascinating. Know. Anyway, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We hope you have a great week. And please share this with your 
colleagues. You know what they need to you need to do? You need to create a snippet, Ian, on how to book a meeting with us and the goat. Then you can use that on your keyboard, on your mobile, <laughs> to send to people so they can book. You watch, people will book a meeting with us and the goat. All right, there's a challenge. The meeting with the goat. So we'll get a link. From the Cotswolds. We'll get a link in there. Book a meeting with us and the goat. Anyway, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.